Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. The best heavy metal and hard rock anywhere. Live from Blog Talk Radio's multi-million dollar broadcasting facilities, the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show. With your host, Mike the Big Cheese. Welcome back to Heavy Metal Mayhem. I got a really good show for you today. Rob Thorne and Kenny Evans of Sacred Oath are my guests. Uh, we were supposed to have them on the beginning of the month. But, you know, stuff happens, and they were good enough to make some time in their schedule, and they're going to be calling in today. So let's start things off with a little metal church, Beyond the Black. Thank you. 
There you go. Some old metal church with David Wayne on vocals. Doesn't get any better than that. Hey, T, you out there? Hey, good evening, good evening. What's going on there? Yeah, I have had uh, computer and phone problems myself. It's amazing, right? The bug that's going around. <laughs> <laughs> I think I finally got mine straightened out, and uh, I passed it over to you, huh? Maybe maybe I got the virus. There you go. Yeah, that's I know. Great. It's. I tell you, the more technologically advanced we become, the harder things are to get to work. And I'm telling you, you don't, you don't realize how lost you are without your internet connection. Oh, forget it. Especially when you're doing a show. <laughs> oh, for you, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's horrible yeah. when that happens. But yeah. hopefully you get yours all straightened out this week. It took yeah. me about a week, but uh, hopefully you get it all worked out. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so uh, man. I, yeah, I heard some metal church. That's oh, great. that was some metal, old metal church. Very original. Oh, man. God bless that guy, man. Yeah, not like Dave and Wayne, huh? Yeah. What a shame. It's a shame that they, you know, they parted ways after only two records, because yeah. I would have liked to have heard I mean, he did get back together with them later on and record one more record, but Wasn't it was not like that was early days. Too, yeah. Yeah, uh, some good stuff. And I know you saw Raven and Man of War. I'm sorry, Ross the Boss. Right. Go confused there Friday. It was a pretty yes, good show, yes, huh? Okay. Yes, it was a very good show. Uh, a little mix of old and new for Raven, and um, Ross played some Man of War some Man of War classics and did stuff of his new album and new metal leader. Uh new band he has is really hot. The young in his thirties, twenty late twenties, early thirties, and it given him a he says to me, uh giving him a, a a breath of fresh air and uh, you know, just a enthusiasm to do it, you know, and he don't mind doing yeah. the small clubs because he gets to meet the real fans and um you know, and hopefully, you know, they buy the new stuff and get into his new stuff as well. Uh, he's not going to abandon, you know, Man of War, you know. Of course, it's part of his past, yeah. yeah. it's part of his past. But um, obviously he wants to, you know, move forward, and that's good for him, you know. He's a very good guitarist, a great guy from our area, from the Queens, New York area. Yep. And uh, he's a really nice guy, as you probably heard. If you didn't hear the archive... Check Mike's archive for the show we did with him uh, two week, uh, last weekend or the weekend. About, about two weeks ago. Not one of the best shows because everything, all well, the problems we yeah, had, but we had it really wasn't too bad. But it really wasn't bad. No, not at all. Back, you know, yeah, and the yeah. fellows from Raven. I mentioned that uh, they they'll be calling in. They live in Virginia. Yeah. They're not far away, so uh, we'll we'll set that up when that comes. And they were very uh, happy to see us down there. We were down there a little early. And we helped them lo- unload their equipment, believe it or not. And um, they're great, still a great bunch of guys. And uh, remember the old days back in Zigzags when uh, oh, yeah. they did a signing at Zigzags Records on Avenue U and East 24th Street in Brooklyn, one of the only places that carried anything uh, uh, real heavy metal. And um, I had an album that was signed, and I got it autographed, and I got it re-autographed. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, so, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was just, I felt like it. And there was a bunch of young kids down, you know, down. Yeah, like definitely. The front. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Saw them on the line there, yep. uh, you know, with the old shirts, the tank shirts, uh, the, the Merciful Fate jackets and the Venice yeah. jackets, I mean, the Merciful Fate patches, you know, into the old stuff. I mean, you know, it could have been us, like, you know, 20, 20. Of course, I know. But it's great to see the young, you know, yeah. the younger, the next generation. I mean, they like some of the keeping new it stuff, alive. but they're really, really into the old stuff, which is great to hear. Oh, that's the best stuff. Definitely, definitely. All right, well, we're going to go back to some of the real old stuff. Sounds good. How about some new wave of British heavy metal, 1980? Uh, not a lot of people heard this band. They only put out a demo and a one seven-inch single called Too Much, and this is the title track of that single. This is a band called Omen Searcher. All right. 
you got, I was almost searching with too much. I was from that seven-inch single. I think it was 1981. They were out of Derby, England. No, it was in that band. Alan Sargent was in that band. Oh, wow. Check that out. Yeah, I don't know who he is, but uh, he's listed on the album, so. Ah, he sounded familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's only, They had a demo that was really big in the 80s. That's the only thing they put out, and the sound quality, as you could tell, is that old 80s high fidelity, not exactly the, yeah. you know, the best quality. But Yeah, the guitar and the vocals are a bit mixed down. Definitely, but that's still, you know, back in the day, that's all you really had. We didn't really have the technology like we have now, so. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hey, we'll see a little something, dig deep into the bin over there, dig out something I don't think anybody's heard of, or. Oh, that was good. Probably never wants to hear again, but <laughs> you got it on there, so you what are you going to do? Try, right? Yeah. No, well, when, you, when you're not allowed to play things twice, you know. <laughs> we only got one more week. We just one have more one more week. week that. That's it. Uh, let me see. What is the schedule here? I'm trying to think. Uh, on, uh, blah, blah, blah. September 9th, the show will be one year old, okay. and uh, we haven't repeated one song in a year on the show, so I'm, I'm proud of that. Yeah. That's pretty good, considering that we play 20 songs usually on Sunday, and then I do another 10 on the Wednesday show. Oh, at least. So 30 songs a week for the last 52 weeks, and repeat anything. Sure. Pretty good. But I can't wait, because there are a lot of songs I want to hear again, so we'll get that over with next week. And uh, as a matter of fact, on September 9th, that's on a Wednesday, the Metal Matinee, it's our 100th episode, so... I'm just going to replay the same list I did the first show, you know, with a couple extra songs, you know, mixed right, in. Right. That's cool. And that's it. And for the one-year anniversary, the band you saw Friday night, John Gallagher of Raven, he's going to be calling in. So that's uh, Oh, see, there you go. Okay. Yeah, looking forward to that show. Not like a Virginia uh, Britain. There you go. So that should be good. <laughs> well, they uh, they said they, uh, they were saying that the uh, Brits uh, invade Virginia again. Yeah, <laughs> right? It's pretty we'll fun, have to mention uh, that when he calls in. We had a good, you know, we had a good laugh about that. And we're talking about fun. Arnie from Zigzags. I'm Arnie from Zigzags. Yes, I do remember Arnie. Hey, yep. Still, he's still around promoting shows now. Uh, mostly blues. You know, he's into blues. He's not really into the metal thing anymore. But uh, I was surprised to hear that. You know. And he says, "Is Zigzags still around?" I said, "Yeah, somebody else uh, owns it. Owns it. I mean, but um, it's not the same. You know, as it was. And I think I just got disconnected. If not, I'll just keep talking." Now you're on. Okay, very good. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it, they were real, uh, they're funny guys, you know. Like, they drive up in a uh, a Ford Escape, right, and there's a little yeah. bit of a driveway area next to the police station. You know, so he sees the police station, so he gets, like, a little nervous. He goes, where do we unload? And I say, right here. He's like, really? I said, yeah, just back right in right here. He's like, you sure? I said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like the Beatles coming to America. Yeah, it was funny, you know. And um, they unload their own damn equipment. You know what are you gonna do? You know, and you, they really didn't have to carry much. Just their uh, their uh, bass and guitar uh, racks. Yeah. And uh, they used the speaker cabinets from the other guys. And uh, and then uh, yeah, I guess Joe's uh, drums arrived way before we got there. You know, but uh, yeah, really fun bunch of guys. They remembered us, shook hands, and. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit more, but what are you going to do? You know what I mean? You can't bust that. Yeah, that's life. they got a show to do. Everybody's got something to do. That's it. You know? All right, just like us here. There you go. All right, so, <clears throat> excuse me, i got something segway. in my throat. Segway. Ooh, uh, I got something stuck in my throat. We're going to do a little at war right now. Paul Arnold was a guest on the show a few months ago. Okay. The brand new record, Infidel, just came out. A kick-ass album. Uh, I'm going to have them probably back on in a few weeks to talk about the record. Just call in for a few minutes and, uh... Tell everybody, you know, an update on what's happening with the band. But uh, oh, we're going to go to that new record because i got to clear my throat. i got something in it. Yeah, yeah. This brand new At War, Infidel, the song Assassins.
Assassins off the brand new record, Infidel. Those guys picked up right where they left off 20 years ago. I'm telling you. Wow. Yeah, really good record. Mm. And they redid out uh, a song, Rape Chase, which was on one of the earlier records also. Oh, so there's nice. a nice new version of that on there, too. That sounds cool. Yeah, that's what I said. There's, no, you know, there's nothing happening in metal the last two weeks. <clears throat> Excuse me, in the world of metal. Things have been dead. I got a whole bunch of emails asking about the Zach Wild thing, because I heard you say that he was officially out of the band. Yeah. And nobody could find anything about that anywhere. Yeah, well, I, I want to know it, where you heard that from. Well, I heard it off of uh, I heard it off of um, Eddie Trunk last Friday. Oh, okay. uh, I didn't listen to his whole show this Friday. I have I have it on tape. I taped yeah. the VCR, and I listened to a little bit this morning. He didn't really mention anything, but uh, I did hear off of Blabbermouth that um, the BLS tour was canceled because uh, Zach is in a, a hospital in Oregon. Yeah, he's got yeah. blood clots in his lungs. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. So, Young guy, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, bit of an alcoholic, but um, I don't know if he ever smoked. I'm pretty sure he did smoke cigarettes. Not too sure, but I shouldn't really say yeah. that. To look at my sister's got lung problems. She never smoked a cigarette in her life. Yeah, it can happen but, to anybody. Um, yeah, it can happen to anybody, you know. And uh, But he's got lung pl- uh, blood clots in his lungs, and he was rushed to the hospital somewhere in Oregon. Uh, and the Zach Wild, the, the BLS tour has been... Has been postponed. Um, now I don't know. Maybe the under stress, you know, from the whole, you know, thing. But I mean, I saw clips of the new band. I don't know if you if you get got a chance to see it on YouTube. Well, that was just guys that got together to play with him at BlizzCon because Zach couldn't BlizzCon, be there for that. Right. But this happens to be the 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 fellow, the guitar player that he was talking about. Oh, okay. It's yeah. It's funny because this kid, Gus uh, <clears throat> G, plays. Uh, a star body, which is like a sort of a Flying V Explorer uh, hybrid that uh, ESP made for him years ago. It's an old ESP body that everybody was making years ago, the Chandler Company, Jackson. Yeah, yeah. But ESP uh, picked up on it for him and made him his own model. He's got like two. And he just did a release of a new model, uh, the non-tremolo model. I know you don't know much about the guitar. No, I don't think anybody knows what no you're talking dive about. Bomb guitar, no dive bombing, you know, it's just a straight, yeah. straight guitar. And he was just did a just did, did a promo for the ESPN, uh, ESPN, ESP model. And uh, he comes out playing a ESP style Les Paul. Uh, he's, you know, usually wears like, you know, like a rock and roll clothes. You know, he's Greek. You know, the Europeans, they're still into the like the uh, stuff that, uh, you know, our guys wore like in the 80s and 90s. They still keep that that same mystique, you know. They're into rock and roll. Yeah. And, uh, you know. And um, 
he had jeans on with uh, chains, you know, motorcycle wallet, you know, with the chain. Uh, he was wearing, uh, what do you call it, motorcycle boots. Maybe you ought to be on, uh, what do you call America's Next Top Model? Well, they made, they made, they try to make him look like a mini Zach. That's what no, I'm just, you're yeah. like a fashion consultant for heavy metal. We should get you on, yeah. you know, uh, Project One Ray or America's Next Top Model or something like that. You there could you do go. like the... America's Next Top Rock Star. America's Next Top Rock Star. You could uh, describe the guitars, the bodies, and, and the boots and the wallets. That's pretty good. <laughs> Not bad. You're a psychopath. All right, well, we'll do a little more metal right now. Okay. Got a band called Paradox coming out. There's well, half a dozen bands called Paradox in the 80s. We're going to give you a little bit of the German one. A song called Beyond Space.
out of Germany, Paradox with Beyond Space. That's off the product of Imagination record from 1987. And my guest should be calling in tonight. That's Rob and Kenny of Sacred Oath. We're supposed to have them on early in the month. All that bad weather and power storms we had kind of knocked them offline. So they will be calling in today in about a half hour or so. So until then, we'll keep things moving along. i got my buddy T on the other line. You know what, T? It's time for our demolition segment right now. Sounds good. All right, this week we're going to go to Portland, Oregon for a band called Wormach. Great band. They described the music as beer court. They're one of those guys that just like to have fun, drink, and party and write heavy metal music. Cool. Yeah, they were a pretty good band. Back to, they actually got back together last year. They broke up in around 91. They changed their name to Mach back then, but they put two records out called Shark Attack and Beer Mach back in the day. They were, they were a really good band. I enjoyed them anyway. They were a fun band, you know? So we'll go back to the first demo, and anybody wants to get a copy of this demo, you can head over to the Heavy Metal, blah, 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 get all tongue-tied there, the Heavy Metal Mayhem Block Spot, yeah. and you can download a copy of that. I tried to say that three times, man. I can't even say it one time, so <laughs> let's get to that. A little Wormach with Night of Pain off their first demo. <laughs> Now we serve it, serve it, now get out of here. 
Night of Pain off their first demo. You can head over to the blog spot and download a copy of that. How about we go from one extreme to the other? We'll do a little, uh, little of that to a little of this. This is Queensryche, Before the Storm.
some more queens right there for you before the storm. Yeah, that was the big thing. Yeah. I forget this nice little long fade out over here. Oh, and add that into the time. That'll stop any second, so I'll let that fade out and uh, do a little BS over here. It's pretty low, so we can talk over it. I think I do two back-to-back songs over there. You know, not, not a lot of talking in between. I was trying to make up for uh, the time we lost with the fashion update. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's just uh, playing out a little too long over there, so let's uh, cut that off. Yeah, let's end that. Okay. I hate when songs take like nine years to fade out. I like songs that just, I was never really a big fan of the fades. Yep. Just stop. You know? I agree. You know, end it, you know, or just, you know, like don't keep going on and on forever. Like in a concert, you don't really fade it out. Yeah. Know, you don't. Yeah, I know. Whatever. I figured I'd save a little time there. I know you gave us a nice long fashion update before that, so uh, oh, yeah. I figured I'd uh, cut a little time. i get two back-to-back songs on over there. And uh, we got the guys from Sacred Oath to be calling in in a little, a little over 15 minutes, so I'm looking forward to talking to them. I'm trying to remember all the stuff I wanted to ask them the first time they were on, because I don't write anything down, so <laughs> in between the songs, I'm trying to remember everything uh, I had to talk about. Oh, okay. And I'm sure it'll all come back uh, once we get rolling with them, so hey. I'm not worried about it. I really should write some questions down and start preparing some stuff to make it a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, really. I don't have the time. This isn't my full-time job, you know. Uh, <laughs> you make it sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, I know. So, you know, what am I going to do? <laughs> I'm fortunate enough to work nights, so I'm home all day so I can play around with these things, you know. And even when I work nights, I got time to play around with them, so it doesn't really matter. All right, so let's keep the ball rolling here. How about a little uh, Blaze Bailey? I don't think I played him on the show at all. Uh, was sing- Blaze sang with a couple of bands. Most people know from Iron Maiden. Did a few records after Bruce Dickinson left the band. Right. Uh, this is all, this is all called Blackmail. This is off his first solo record, so give this a roll here. Blaze Bailey.
go a little Blaze Bailey. Now I know why I haven't played that in a long time. I'm not too crazy about it. Uh, uh, it's all right. Yeah. yeah. Didn't really do nothing for me over here. Take it or leave it. Yeah, that's what I say. What, what the hell? But another thing I wanted to mention was that I have uh, a couple of giveaways here. I was going to start it today, but I really didn't get a chance to like, promote it too much. So uh, anybody next week who calls in, we're going to give away some tickets to the Iron and Steel Festival down in uh, Vineland, New Jersey. It's on October 17th. Okay. Uh, thanks to our friends at Faith Factor who sent over some tickets for us to give away. So uh, a lot of great bands on the bill. It's going to be an all-day festival. I believe it's in South Jersey. It's between like Philadelphia and Atlantic City down in that area. So, I mean, if you're in the New York, New Jersey area, you know, the Philly area, call up for the tickets. If you're not in that area, don't call because, you know, you're not going to make it there. Somebody who can make it, you know, should be able to go. Yeah. So uh, if you do live outside of the New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia area, and you call in or you email me starting next week, and, you know, if somebody wants to call in today, I don't think they will. It's getting late. But uh, you do live out of the area, we'll send you a copy of the new Fate Factor CD against the darkened sky. And I know twice as many people listen to the show after the live broadcast, so if you email me, just tell me the name of one of the bands that Skeeter Lee Singer used to be in uh, before Faith Fact. He was in a whole bunch of bands. Just email me, email me the name of one of those bands. And if you want the tickets, I'll give you the tickets. If you want the CD, you get the CD. But next week, we'll start promoting it more. And I got a whole bunch of emails today. I only put like a bulletin on MySpace. I already got a whole bunch of emails. So wow. we'll go through them, see like who lives in the area, who could definitely make it. Right. You know, I hate to give the tickets away to somebody and they can't go. So, you know, if you can really make it, you know, ask for the tickets. If not, I'll mail you out a seed day. So I want to thank uh, Ski and Fate Factor for mailing me out all that stuff to give away. Oh, that was nice, yeah. yeah, and we got Sacred Oath to be calling in about 10 minutes, Rob and Kenny. Okay. So until that time, let me see. What can I get on next? Uh, I got some Nasty Savage lined up. I haven't played them in a long time. Yeah. And we'll send that out to uh, the Sean Vaughn crew over there because there's some hometown uh, favorites uh, out of Florida. I'm not sure where, but I know they're from Florida, Nasty Savage. So a little low sympathy.
Nasty Savage, No Sympathy. I love those guys. Oh, that was wicked stuff. Yeah, that's really Thank good. You. I know they got together again about a year or so ago. They did some of those uh, European festivals. Hopefully more will come out of it uh, since then. It's really hard to get a lot of information on them. they got a couple of websites and a MySpace page, but they're not really updated too often, you know? Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. But Kenny and Rob is sacred. They're going to be calling in a little bit in about five minutes. They're a great band out of Connecticut. Uh, I was a, a big fan of these guys back in the 80s, and they... They kind of just ended abruptly. We'll find out why when they call in. And uh, But they've gotten back together a few years ago, and 
some great new music that's been made since then. So we'll talk to them about all that. So uh, I'm going to save the new record for when they come on. I'll let them pick out what they want to hear, and we'll talk about that song. But until then, this is off the, the last record they put out, Darkness Visible. And how about I get on a little, uh, let me see. This is the one song I haven't played that I really like. We'll do a little Death is Inevitable by Sacred Oak.
All right, that song was by, I guess, Sacred Oath, Death is Inevitable. I believe we got Rob on the line. Rob, you there? Mike, what's up, man? How are you, buddy? How you doing? This is Mike, right? Yes, it is. How are you? Good. How's everything going? Oh, I'm great. I'm you glad we were able to get you back on. You just got me tonight. Kenny's passed out. Ah, that's okay. It's Sunday. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> that's all right. It actually makes it easier sometimes. I have to go back and forth. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. So how's everything going? Excellent. We had a new album come out Tuesday. I heard it right here. I know. It was finally released. Everybody's been waiting for it, and it's a killer record. Oh, you like it? I love it. I downloaded it before it came out because it was. I know it was delayed for a little while here in the U.S. Yeah, well, we had yeah had that iTunes promotion back in yeah. there. So it's kind of been out since April, but now it's actually in stores, so we're happy about that. Oh, a lot of people are, believe me. Cool. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of your best records, and the, the thing that makes it great about you guys is, even though there was a big absence in between, each record from A Darkest to this one, you, you've never lost anything from the earlier sound and early records. It's just like they've each progressed the way you think the music would have if you guys would have stood together all those years. Oh, good, good. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, you know, uh, I'm still doing the writing, and it still comes from the heart, so I guess it's just what we are. Yeah, because, you know, like a lot of the old bands that have gotten back together or they, they're still putting out records, they've changed their style, you know, to kind of fit into what's going on at the time. You know, whatever the sound, you know, metal's always right. got this different sound to it over the decades, and right. but at least you guys have stood true to that sound, and you guys were like one of the first American power metal bands, uh, American, whatever you want to call it, but, you know, you guys were right there at the beginning of that sound, and, and it defines your music from early, from early point in time. Yeah, well, I mean, we've always just done what we do. Um, I mean, we're heavily influenced by Priest and, <clears throat> you know, Deep Purple, Maiden, Metallica, Sabbath, Queensryche, all those, all the great bands. Yeah. But, but we've always done. Uh, I, I think that we've always had our own thing, and um, and and that's really all we're interested in doing. Well, <laughs> I mean, to try and change our style to fit into some fad makes no sense, you know. I agree exactly, and you know, there's a lot of old timers like me and the rest of the people listening to the show. There's also a lot of got a lot. We have a young audience to a lot of kids. So we'll go back to the beginning a little bit, and you guys were around from your high school days back, you know, in the in the early to mid '80s, and you guys were actually signed when you were still in high school. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. You know, that probably had a lot to do with why we broke up so quickly. <laughs> oh, you know, okay. pe- people are always asking me, like, "Wow, you know, like, what happened? Why did it just end?" You know, yeah. practically before the first album even came out, and we were just young, Mike. I mean, really young. I mean, I was uh, I recorded a Crystal Vision when I was 17. Wow. And uh, and we, I, I think that I I can speak for myself. I just wasn't ready to deal with a lot of the realities in the music business. Yeah. It was uh, it was a rude awakening. We got into a bad deal with Mercenary, and and as you know, the company ended up going, going out. bank we're going yeah. bankrupt anyway. But when they were, you know, going through all their financial hell, it really jerked us around. And, and at that age, you know, it's a lot easier to say, screw this, you know, I'm out of here. And uh, and that's basically what I did. Yeah. Which was, un- which was unfortunate, you know. Um, of course, but, yeah. But, but, hey, here we just put out our third studio album, so, you know, it's not... And like that's it. all that matters now. <laughs> it's true, because, like, you know, your kids, you know, all you want to do is write and play music. You have no concept of the business end of it. It's like, holy shit, I got a record deal. It's like the greatest thing in the world. You don't care yep. if you're making a dollar or a nickel off it. You yep. just want to be able to have a record out. Then you, then the reality hits in of this is a business once we've gotten into it, and it's and it's a rough one. And, you know, you hear that from everybody. And 
Yeah, well, I, there was a lot of there was a lot of disillusionment, you know, like they completely uh, messed up the album cover art, and, and they put us out on a, on a way underfunded tour. So we, you know, we came off that tour, we were all really sick because we were malnourished, yeah. and and uh, it just wasn't uh, it wasn't everything we thought it was going to be. It was pretty difficult, and and uh, and it still is difficult but it was just uh with a label that's going bankrupt at the time that just made it really that much tougher you know yeah it doesn't help i can imagine and yeah. i i became a fan of you guys from getting your first demo tape being a you know a tape trader back in the 80s are you serious oh i still got your original demo tape here aren't you, know, you happy that aren't you happy that battle cry and prophecy made prophecy it on when dark when when, when dark Invisible came out and they were on there cuz Ferryman's Lair was on on the on crystal vision yeah yeah i was like Oh man, Battle Cry was such a killer song, <laughs> and I even back then I said, "Why the hell didn't they put this on the record?" Because it was like it was Anthem. It was such a great song. And then when that came out, I, well, first when you did a Crystal Revision, I thought it might have been on there when I heard about that coming out. Right, right. Yeah, but when when Adolfo came out and that was on, I was like, "Oh man, Battle Cry and Prophecy!" I finally get because I got them on a cassette that's almost about to snap. It's worn out, you know. Oh man, I, you know those those cassettes were handcrafted in my bedroom like my sophomore year in high school. Oh, I remember I, that I, Sacred I put, Oath I, on the cot with the skull on the bottom and the two crosses. <laughs> I, I remember that. I still have it in my garage. The man hanging on the noose. I, I put those together myself on my on my high school yearbook with Elmer's glue and a pair wow. of scissors. <laughs> yeah, but that's how it was back then. Everything was hands on, you know, and but it was great. Yeah, it was great. It oh, was. that was a great demo tape. I mean, well, it, was, that, it was unbelievable. That demo did a lot for us, Mike. That was yeah. Like, you know, as soon as we recorded that, you know, it was back then. It was a rarity at least in the local region, you know, for a band to actually even have a demo tape, at least in yeah. high school. Now in high school, there's like 10 bands in every school, and they all have recordings. Oh, and yeah. Face accounts. And, but back then, it was like, wow, you know, uh, we made a recording, and, and, yeah. and it just took off right away. Yeah. And, uh, and that was exciting for us. So, you know, that pulled. We ended up doing another demo. You have the second demo? No, I don't think I have the second one. That was Shadow Out of Time. and that. Oh, happened. Shadow Out of Time. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's right. I do have that. Yeah, so there was a second demo. And, you know, there's a bunch of songs on Darkness Visible that were written before any of the songs that made it onto Crystal Vision. Queen of the Night. Queen of the Night. You know what? Now it's coming back to me. Roger oh, from yeah. the Grave, The End, yep. Shadow Out of Time. And you did Ferryman again on that tape. Right, right exactly. Okay. And, and all, but, yeah, those are all on that tape. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm glad though that when we decided to put out Darkness Visible, um, that we resurrected. Yeah, Battle Cry, Prophecy, Queen of the Night, Unholy Man, Golden Dawn. Those are all songs. All the songs on that record were written prior to 1987. Yeah, they were all songs. Yeah. They're old school songs. Yeah. And it was really important to me when we produced that recording that it have a real true. Uh, second record, ninth, circa 1988-89 kind of sound, you know, that it yeah. was just raw, real, not like 2007 sounding. And, uh, and the fans seem to really enjoy that record. I, I, I'm happy with it. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, we just played a song off it before you came on. We just uh, played a song off that record. Oh, yeah, what? Uh, what did we just play? No, I, <laughs> I mean, I forget. I had, I've played so many of your songs in the last couple of weeks. That I, I I lose track of everything that I play here. What did I just play? Probably Death is Inevitable. Oh, Death is Inevitable I play. That's right. I'm yeah, sorry. Oh, really? That's, uh, I got a, no, what it is. I'm flying by the seat of my pants today because I had a whole bunch of things I wanted to ask you the last time. 
Yeah. I'm trying to remember them now because I don't write nothing down. I just try to hey, go by I, what I remember from the bands that come on the show. I'm sorry about that. Buddy. No, it happens. Was, uh, we had some bad weather that weekend, even over here in New York. We were supposed to have this hurricane this this today. Yeah, we and got it, lucky. It ended up being sunny. Yeah, it was a beautiful day today. You're not too far from us, you know. You're like one state over, so you're not too far away. Where are you, in New York? Yeah, we're in New York. In the city? Uh, No, in uh, Staten Island, New York. Oh, Staten Island? Yeah. Yeah, well, we're, yeah, we're only about an hour out of New York. Yeah, it's not too far away. So it isn't bad. So yeah. that was good. Like, you know, we saying before, like, back in the 80s, to have a demo out for a band was like having a record out almost, because mm-hmm. there really weren't no labels to get signed to back then, and... Bands like Metallica and Merciful Fate, you would never thought these guys would be on labels, and never mind major labels eventually. Right. It was, you know, it was, it was all on the ground. Yep. Yeah, it was when it became major that, that uh, it started getting a little out of control, and then it all came crashing to, yeah. <laughs> to a halt. That's true. Once they so, get the claws in, yeah, that's the end of it. Yeah, you know, I mean, the reality is, Mike, that even had we stuck together, the writing was on the wall. The 90s were a total wasteland for metal, for or at least for what we did. Yeah. For what we were doing, I mean, you know, uh, we it weren't about to, we, I know. We weren't about to start putting out records like Pantera, because they just don't sing that way. Yeah. And it just wasn't going to happen. So, <clears throat> you know, for whatever reason, it's worked out good for us. Uh, it definitely has, and you know the original lineup had gotten back together for the, when you did a Crystal Revision yep. and for Darkness Visible, and now you yep. got a new lineup for this for the with the new record, the Sacred Old record. Uh, yep. I believe uh, same, Billy same left the band, lineup. right? Same lineup as the live album too. You have that? The live record from Germany. Yeah. 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 So that's the same lineup uh, that's on the new record. <clears throat> okay. Great. Yeah. All right, let me get my bearings here now. Yeah, I was going to play something off the light until that there was part, but I'll get that on, like, maybe towards the end of the show, I'll play, uh, I'll play a cutoff today. Tell me what you want to hear and all. That was a fun tour. And I'll get something. How was it over in Germany? I mean, I know they say everybody's rabbit over there. Like, the fans are, like, just fantastic, like the way it used to yeah. be over here. They drink a lot. Oh, that, maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> maybe was, that's why. Uh, it, was a great, it was a great tour for us. And, I mean, just coming home with that record was... Uh, was Wow, was a yeah. surprise for us because we had we never had any intention of doing a live album, and to have that <clears throat> on top of the whole deal was was like a was awesome. Yeah, was that your first time over in Europe playing? Yeah. Wow, that, that was good. That, then. that that was the first time there, and that was our very first night of the tour. That album. Oh wow! So that's the first night of the tour in Germany, and uh, <clears throat> we didn't even know we were recording a record. They basically, I, I was walking by the board, and a guy had a laptop out, and I was like, did you record that? Yeah. And uh, he was like, yeah. I'm like, oh, let me give you an address. You can send this, <laughs> this, this address in the States. Yeah. So about three months later, they showed up at my door. Wow, and it's a nice quality, too. It's really, you know, yeah, it came out surprising when you're not trying for it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we didn't even sound check for that. I mean, yeah. we just walked out on stage and banged it out. <laughs> Sometimes that's the best way to do it when you don't know you're doing it, you know? Yeah. Well, definitely the best way to do it, yeah, because you become self-conscious if you know you're recording yeah. and playing live, and you don't really uh, probably run around and freak out as much as you normally would. But but, uh, but to not sound check, I mean, for it to turn out that good, because it was a festival, you know, it was band after band after band, and we just basically had to walk out there and play. Yeah. And uh, so we got really lucky. That was good. And uh, Scott is out of the band now, right? He was on the, the newest record? That's right. Scott is out. He uh, informed us right after the new record was finished that he was unwilling to tour at all. And, uh, okay. and we really want to tour for this this album and in the future. So 
so we had to replace them. You know, no no bad feelings as usual, but yeah. uh, the show must go on, Mike. So uh, I, it always does. But, but Scott also played with you in Soundscape, didn't he? That's correct. Well, you know everything. Hey, I do my best. You know, I'm a fan. You know, and I was <laughs> going to tell you this too. Well, uh, <laughs> I was I was going to tell you this about a month or so ago. I was on vacation with my family in Rome, and uh-huh. we were at the Vatican, and they show you like the window that the Pope uh, that the Pope lives in in his apartment. Yeah, yeah. And like you know, when the window is open, that means the Pope is—he's here. His home is in Rome, right. and when it's closed, and I could have sworn when I was walking by there, I heard something off a rock mask coming out of his record player. Oh room. my God! Now, am I crazy? Could it could he be playing that? Was that authorized by the Pope? Now you're really killing me. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that he signed a decree that you had to do that record. Well, I did that on a commission for uh, a youth group at the. The Catholic Church in Danbury. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it wasn't meant, it wasn't actually intended to be a recording. It was a bunch of songs to get their local kids to start going. And I wrote all this music, and I was like, when it was all finished, I said I had worked with these kids, and they were all a lot of them were students of mine. That I just said, hey, you're doing this, show up, and. Uh, and this, I was like, you know what? The songs are good, man. I'm I'm tracking this. This is a moment in time. Yeah. And uh, made that album, and I I'm, I that's, that's actually I like that album. I think it's a good album. It's very good. You know, it's not preachy, and it, yet it has it has a good mix of you know rock in it. Yeah. And the religious are mixed together where you know it's not like we watch this like Dave and Goliath thing and say ah oh, it's Dave and Goliath you know right. it, it's a great thing to bring them in and, and and you know from that I realized that you had all these other solo records out too they're like rock operas oh yeah I wrote two rock America the Beautiful and the That's I right. mean and the tremendous Arco, records yeah. yeah well well you know people think that when Sacred Oath broke up that I that I you know I don't know it was was uh, pumping gas for fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I actually uh, we were living in L.A. when we busted up, and I ended up just going straight into college for four years and majored in music performance and opera, and then transferred, finished school in New York City, and that's where I wrote America the Beautiful. I just I segued into composition. And uh, and I still have a dream, Mike, to get America the Beautiful produced on stage, you know? You know, I, I was just going to say that. I mean, to hear that, it, w- it would be incredible. I mean, I don't know if a lot of people have heard this stuff about you, but it, anybody listening to the show definitely has to go and look into this. And yeah. they can probably find it on your website, right? Yeah, they can. You know, the, the, reason, the way that all came about, I, I mean, I just was majorly into experimentation in the 90s because I was not into doing the Nirvana thing. Yeah. And uh, and I was here I was in, in college, and as a voice major, they make you basically you got to choose between jazz and opera. And for me, it was always going to be opera because opera is, is basically like, it, it, in many ways to me, it's just like metal. And people laugh when I say that, but... You know, it's big and bombastic and yeah. technically demanding, and there's there's a plot and drama. It, it, it's like classical metal. And I got so into opera when I was in college that I decided, well, you know, I mean, it's been done already before anyway with The Who and Jesus Christ Superstar, but I wanted to write a rock opera, so... That you I, wrote, did. I wrote two of them. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I did that. And then out of that is how Soundscape was born, because the musicians I pulled together for that... Uh, we ended up doing two albums as Soundscape, which was uh, 
another thing I was really into in the 90s, but was a struggle and never really took off, but uh, was a great band. You ever think you'd do anything with that again? I mean, I first got a, came across a Grave New World before I found Discovery, which was the later record, actually. Mm-hmm. But any chance of ever doing anything with that again, or was it just everything, all the eggs are in the basket with Sacred Oath right now? All the eggs are in the basket with Sacred Oath right now. I mean, you know the Grave New World was just released in June. Yeah, right now. That just came out, yep. even though that was recorded 10 years ago. A little um, delay then in the release yeah, process. Well, huh? you know, we, we broke up before it came yeah. out, and uh, and I shelved it. If you've heard it, it's a massive, involved record. Very and, progressive, yes. And it took a lot, uh, it took hours and hours to mix that record, and I just didn't have... It's tough sometimes when a band breaks up. You just don't want to go back, and you don't want to be immersed in it because you, you do all this, Mike, out of love, you know. Of course, and of if course, you're not yeah. loving it, it's not worth doing. So yeah, no, it's so, a great record. I'd recommend anybody. I mean, I love Man and Machine, yeah. and Big Brother, two of my two of my favorites on the album. Yeah, well, those are like polar opposites. <laughs> yep, but that's what makes it so great. Is that it? It's not like the same monotony one song after the other. Yeah, well, that you know. And that's what was the the point of Soundscape was to be very diverse and yeah. As you you obviously are familiar with everything I've ever done in my life, so you can hear that I'm in many ways I'm all over the place and and like to do all sorts of stuff. But yeah, I'm glad that in that Sacred Oath fans can hear that Sacred Oath is is just pure, purely what it is, and and will always exactly. Do that. And we're going to get back to Sacred Oath now. That's why, you know, I wish Kenny would have called in, but then I wouldn't be able to talk about the other stuff because I didn't want to feel like I was leaving him out. Right. Because I only know a little bit about Rock Alley, something he was involved with, you know, right. in the 90s. But right. uh, So we're going with that. And you know what? Right now i got Tommy on the line. Uh, he really doesn't have anything relevant to any conversation. He's just kind of always there. Who's so I'll Tommy? put him on anyway. <laughs> hey, Tay, you there? Yeah. Uh, I, right. was, I was just hanging back, you know, because... Uh, I don't know if you you gotta have to clean all the chapstick off your ass. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just like to bust balls on each other. <laughs> What's up, Tommy? No, that's hey. You know when you when you got you know you got that much uh, you know in you. You know what I'm saying is as far as uh, if you're that talented, um, you know, and and you could actually find a a venue for you know for for your talent like you said like opera that's the best i mean um to see that you you appreciate it uh and actually like i didn't know that you uh were taking voice in college mm-hmm. but that's that's an amazing uh you know thing to take on you know uh, uncle of mine was uh, in the chorus on the met oh yeah as a kid yeah his name is paul de paul uh, he's passed on now. He was uh, uncle of my godfather, and um, I've you know went to operas as a kid, and never really appreciated it until like later on, uh, when I was you know starting to get into music, and I uh, used to go to his opera records you know to find intros when I was you know when we had our band right. called Tempest out of Brooklyn, <laughs> and uh, I wanted to use the, you know these operas you know to, as intros. And, dude, uh, you were in Tempest, dude. Yeah, a band called Tempest out of Brooklyn. I remember Tempest. Yeah, we had a little, a few demo tapes out. Then you must have listened to the show because he plugs that band on every single show and tells every guest that comes <laughs> oh, on about that band. Lie. I, then I, he's going to ask you about your guitar, about your uh, stack, well, you know, and what kind I, of fashion I, wardrobe you wear when you're on stage. Even if you do play guitar, I wouldn't ask you because you're a vocalist and <laughs> that's your main instrument. No, but it's anyways, not. No, but anyways, um, 
Yeah, so that, that's cool to, to hear that uh, you studied opera, and um, that was great that Mike actually heard uh, some of your stuff o- over in Europe. You know, I was really, I was really into opera um, in the early 90s, enough to where I was almost considering pursuing that more seriously professionally. Uh-huh. But, you know, the problem with it and the, re- the way I ultimately made my decision is that there's really no room creatively as a composer. I mean, the right. Met would premiere right. like right. a new opera once every 15 years. And I was right. like, I can't do this. Uh, I got way too much music to write. Exactly. And nobody in my no none of my peers can have any clue what yeah. opera is about or exactly. give two craps about it. Yeah. And I, I just didn't want to, you know, isolate myself that way. So that's ultimately why I uh, got out of it. But uh, I met my wife that way, and uh, she was also an opera major there, and uh, got a great family. And they, so uh, you know, I've always done guys have always done what i want to do and it's been a great life oh god bless you man that's the way it should be right yeah well you know if you're making music it's got to be that way because otherwise it comes across ingenuine and nobody wants to hear it that that's the god's honest truth and tommy i'll ask him for you rob what kind of guitar do you play Oh, I've got several. My my main axe right now is a 1981 BC Rich Mockingbird. Oh, there you go. He he asks everybody what guitar they play and what kind of pants they wear in the waist size. So I figured I get one of the two out for you today. No, I didn't, <laughs> this guy's something else. Anyway. That's a beautiful BC Rich. But when I record, I like to use a 71 Les Paul Gold Top Deluxe. Oh, very nice. Uh, I think I might. Is it uh, like a sandwich? The sandwich body? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got one of those too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, and I got an pickup or V, Karina V, that uh, I love. Oh, you got one of those? Okay, yeah. I got a bunch of those. Believe yeah. it or not, I'm a V fanatic. So oh I, yeah, I, got, I love uh, V's. Out of my 29 guitars, 14 of them are V's. Oh wow. So, yeah, and I got a, <laughs> I got three of those. No, two of those Karinas. One of them is uh, natural, and one of them is black. And then yeah. I got one of those Karina Explorers from what, that. What era. year is the black one? Uh, it's a '83. Ah, I got an 84. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a great guitar, but I'll tell you, the, I'm loving the BC Rich right now. It's just, it, you know, you had U.S. made, 1981, gorgeous oh, yeah. instrument. There's one of the, those are one of the uh, really rare ones. Because oh, now, yeah, it's you know, rare. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah, hold on to those. <laughs> yeah. Tom, right. hang on a second. I'll have uh, Rob interview you instead. <laughs> How's that sound? How about next week? Uh, All right. <laughs> I'll give I just can't. I'll give he's my, my, he's, adri- uh, my uh, address, and I'll have my own show. He's like my best friend, so I can break his chops. Yeah, that's good. We're, that's uh, good. We're like brothers, you know. But it's about Sacred Oath tonight. It's not about you. Oh, that's cool. All right. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna we're gonna get back to that, and we're gonna get back to the new record. So you like the new record, huh? I love the new record. We oh. may just decide to self-title it instead of coming out with a, a name for the album. You know, um, because... You probably get asked that a hundred times. Because, well, we do, and it's a great question. I mean, you know, this is... Darkness Visible was all material written, uh, like I said, back in the ni- late 1980s and mid-1980s. And this album is 100% brand new material, and, like a new start, yeah. Yeah, and in many ways it was a rebirth for the band. You know, we uh, yeah. we paired up with Johannes for the cover art, and we were working with uh, uh, 
you know, some people that were really helping us get the album out there, and uh, and it was it was like, okay, yeah, you know, we made Darkness Visible, and we followed it up with a live, you know, a live album, and and this album was sort of uh, sort of like a flag in the top of the mountain that we are really back and we're serious about what we're doing, and three records in three years should should really uh, attest to that. So we decided to self-title it. I like that. That sounds good. And uh, I know you guys won MTV not long ago. You got to do the Headbangers Ball with uh, yeah. Counter Zero's video. That must have been nice. That was cool. Well, you know, it was awesome. We got an interview. We got to yeah. introduce the show. It was that was um, that was you know one of the biggest things to ever happen for Sacred Oath. It was uh, we got so much response from that. It was insane. I was shocked that that many people still watch Headbangers Ball. Yeah, it's on. Uh, I think it's on MTV too now. But, you know, yeah. it's not like it was in the '80s, but. You know, there's still a big heavy audience. We say, we look we sound like Leonard Skinner compared to those bands. <laughs> I was like, damn, this stuff is all way heavier yeah. than us. Yeah, that's that real hard stuff that they're out with today, you know. But way heavier than us. But but everybody that responded was was like so appreciative of the melodic content of our music. Yeah. And uh, and it was like cool. There are a lot of people still watching Headbangers Ball that are yeah. into what we're doing, and they got all excited that we were on there. It was a good appearance, and you got to and you got to do the video too, which is great because not a lot of bands, you know, are doing videos anymore. And it was nice to see, you know, yeah. a, a video again. Well, there's not as much of a demand for videos anymore, True. Because, because MTV is all reality programming. You know? I know, so, and it costs a lot of money and effort to make a video. So it's you know you're going to see less and less, Mike, of of, I know. of the things that you love about you know, a bands and the music business because of of the way things are going. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is is the money is drying up fast. So the videos and the awesome packages and the and you know, all the different things those things are starting to disappear, which is a real shame. I see I a lot of it going back underground. That's yeah. That's that's what's happening. That's what's happening. Uh, I know, Rob, you wrote an, an article on a blog, so I can't remember the whole thing. But it was basically about that with the record industries and how they're yeah. looking just like for like a name brand that just just want a brand. They don't care about anything else. Yeah, yeah I thought yeah, that was yeah. such a great article. Oh, you know, it's it's well, the, the the tragedy of it all is that that artist development, um, meaning with the support of a label, is 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 a thing of the past. Yeah, and so. Um, people don't, you know, the fans don't understand and don't probably don't really much care about that loss. But as a musician, you sure care because having some some flexibility and freedom financially to 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 really pour yourself creatively into making another record and and developing your sound and doing stuff like that is important. And when uh, and when you don't have that kind of support from a label anymore, then you're, uh, then, then you, ultimately you're making sacrifices. I mean, would Judas Priest have ever gotten to Defenders of the Faith had they not had that that tremendous support from CBS? You know, it's would, true. Deep, would Deep Purple have you know become what they were? I mean, would any of these artists have uh, have developed the way they did without that continual label support? Uh, nowadays, uh, labels are only interested in bands that just can't crank out a record in their bedroom and are willing to give it away for nothing. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. then they disappear the next year; they're gone. Yeah, we talk about that a lot in here. How you know 
back in the old days. Well, the old days for us is like, you know, the late 70s and 80s. But, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you look forward to getting that record, you know, pulling out that sleeve and seeing pictures on the back, the lyrics on the front, and with the bands that they thanked and everything. And it was like a whole experience. Yeah. Today they go on the Internet, okay, I just want this one song, 99 cents. They buy it, and they're done with the record. Yeah. There's nothing, yeah, you know, you yeah, listen to an album, start to finish, and it's not there no more. Yeah, the album is, well, the, yeah, that whole format of the album is, yeah. is is drying up. And, you know, and people argue that in the 50s and early 60s, it was never about albums either. It was about it was singles, singles, yeah. You know? yeah and, so, and so I understand that. That's cool that, you know, that, that it goes through that. But but what hurts is that that the that the album, and, the, and almost, almost, Mike, the music itself, is not so much the, the the focus of what this is all about anymore. It's become about you know the the look or the the products that are associated with the band, like we talked about the branding, the whole yeah. the image. I mean, you, you know, people can say that in the '80s the image started to take over as soon as MTV got involved, but but I mean it's it's completely out of control now. Without a doubt, it's a, the whole the whole music industry is in a in a state of uh, flux right now, and there's you got a lot of bands trying to do it on their own. You got other bands signing to small labels. There's really no support from the majors at all anymore, like in, in all type of music. Well, so. you know, even the bands that are signing deals are still having to do it on their own. Yeah. The labels have no money left. The labels have zip. They haven't got squat. Yeah, they've taken a massive hit over the you know, over West Texas. They've taken a massive decade. hit because the record stores aren't paying the distributors, and the distributors aren't paying the labels, and the labels have no money to do anything. So they're they're left with only being able to rely on bands that can yeah. that can pull this stuff off on their own, and uh, and that's one of the things that makes Sacred Oath appealing to a label like World Sound is that I've got a recording studio and I make the album, so they don't have to you know shell out. Uh, a, a ton of of recording time money exactly to get a record made yeah. which by the way you know world sound is putting the whole catalog out Oh, we don't yeah oh wait do you see crystal vision that's going to be nice it's going to oh, be remastered oh you know they finally got the cover right ah uh, you're happy about that I oh think. i'm happy with the cover they put the whole package together beautiful they put it back in its original song order i mean um I was happy when Sentinel Steel reissued the album. That was awesome that it sort of, you know, gave Sacred Oath a new lease on life and all this stuff came out of that. But this issue of A Crystal Vision is the one to have. We'll have to look forward to that. When can we uh, see that out? That should be late September, the 29th. Okay, so uh, there's stuff 29th. coming up for Christmas for everybody here. Yep. And they're also putting out Darkness Visible, Till Death Do Us Part. And, of course, as you know, they just they just put out the, the uh, newest record. self-titled, yeah. Definitely. And what do you guys at Connor? You got a few shows coming up. Uh, where are you going to be at? Yeah, we're going to be uh, we're doing uh, three shows this month with uh, Seven Witches. Ah, nice, Jack Frost. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be um, we'll be in Danbury, Connecticut, on Thursday, September 10th, at the Heirloom Arts Theater. We'll be on Friday night, the 11th of September, at Dingbats in Clifton, New Jersey. You guys yep. should come out to that. We will. We saw you there last year with Attacker and uh, Steel Assassin. Are you serious? You guys were yeah. at that show? Oh, yeah. yeah, we were there. Nice. I remember being sick as a dog at that show. <laughs> we I were front and like... center. It was a great show. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, that... We will be at the Dingbats on the 11th. We will be there for that. Nice. That'll be a good time. 
Yeah, I got to put in my appointment right now. Then we're going out to Rochester. Then we're going out to Rochester. Okay, good. Saturday at the Penny Arcade. I heard of that. That'll place, be great. Yeah. You guys got to come up. No, we will. We'll, we'll be we'll, we'll be Dingbats. It's close. To, that's the closest one to us. So nice. That's on the eleven. We'll definitely be there for that show. No doubt about it. Cool. Dingbats is a pretty cool place out there in New Jersey. I like Dingbats. Yeah, it's a nice place out there. You know. So we'll go out there. And plus, you know, you got Seven Witches on the bill, too. So that's two great bands. It's going to be a good show. Just don't get too close to Jack Frost. You might think you're in the band and kick you out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some good music there. So, <laughs> so you I, were, I think it's got James some... Rivera singing with him again now. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, I got a few words for that guy. He's never called into the show when he was supposed to. So we'll definitely <laughs> be there. We got a bone to pick with him. You uh, you were at the show that Attacker did with the the one show with their new singer. And with the new singer, yeah, he yeah. Quit right after, and I thought yeah. he was great. Yeah, so yeah. They got uh, Mike the drummer is a really good guy. Mike Sabatini. Love Mike. Good great guy. guy. He's got a new band now. Uh, the name slipping my mind. University. Uh, he's doing something else right now with the guitar player from the band. I just can't remember the name. University of Life or something. Uh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. University. I'm pretty sure it's called University of Life. It's 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 rock. It's not heavy metal. It's a good mix of stuff. He's got you know, like a really good uh, vibe going there. I'm waiting to hear more from that. You know. So is it the end of Attacker? I don't know. He never really said so. Uh, I guess maybe this is just something to keep him busy until they figure out what they're doing. You know, right, right. with the band. But right now, that's where he's at. But Mike's a really good guy. Right. Yeah, I love Mike. Yeah, we will definitely be at that show on the 11th. I think, Bats. We're looking forward to it. We'll keep putting the word out locally around here. We're going to try to fill that place up to the rafters for you. Cool. So that'll be great. So we're running out of time here. Yeah, I got to eat dinner. I'm getting I don't blame you. I don't life. blame you. Rob, I really appreciate you taking out the time <laughs> to call in. And where can everybody find out all they want about you guys? Oh, sacredoath.net. And, of course, MySpace uh, slash sacredoath. The new album is in FYE, Borders, Best Buy, Hot Topic, uh all over the place, so so get out there, and even if you download it in a, on iTunes, the package is worth having. It's beautiful. Yeah, you can pick it up, and I'm, and I'm sure everybody will after this. So why don't you pick out something off the new record? Uh, tell me what you want to hear. Pick it out, and we'll uh, get it on. Oh, why don't you play Bloodstorm? Want to hear Bloodstorm? All right, that sounds yeah. pretty good. Let me. Uh, I figured I was at the end. I got everything's alphabetized. All right, here we go. All right, Rob, <laughs> thank you very much for calling, man. I really appreciate it. Really nice guy, Sacred Oath, great band, and this is off the brand new record, Bloodstorm. See you later, guys. All right, take, take care, you. Rob.
Some Sacred Oath off the brand new record, Sacred Oath with Bloodstorm. What are you trying to say, Tim? A kiss ass. Oh, no, not at all. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I love this. Oh, I love that. Come on. Eh? Oh, it's, it's better than insulting the guest. the man, but... It's better than insulting him. I'm only teasing you. I know you. I know you. See, I got to tease you back. I, it's okay. I can take it. I, I got, I'm just jealous that I... I'll be honest, I was never really, a, you know, never really caught on, you know. Only yeah. I ch- checked them out that time. Oh, and I went to the MySpace, you know, and I started getting yeah. them a little bit, you know? Well, this is what it's all about. Now you so heard you already, them, now you, you checked them out, and yeah, you learn yeah. more about them. Yes, definitely. That's how it works. Yeah. You know, I, I think... I had, I had something to talk to them about, about the... I just couldn't get the right words together as far as the opera, you know? I was ah, like, that happens. I do the same thing, too. I was excited to hear somebody, you know, was really into opera, you know... Oh, he's... Really I, you have to hear the, the two records that he uh, put out. Um, yeah. America the Beautiful... And the other one, Thorn, it's based on Iago, the, the old opera. Yes. Really good stuff. I mean, you know, it's some real tremendous stuff that he put out over there. And then he was commissioned by the local Catholic church where he lives in Danbury. Right. To put out a record. I try to get kids to get you know, involved with Mass again and everything. Yeah, and he put out the Rock Mass record, which is like, you know, some old Catholic songs, you know, made rock and, and original song all mixed together. Some really good stuff on that. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I figured it's kind of like a yin and a yang. Cause usually you insult them and make them feel bad. So I got to you know, work twice as hard to make them feel good. Well, I don't make them Plus, I am a big fan. I've been a fan of the band since the early 80s, you know. All right, well, I, was, I just had to use that line. with the. That's chapstick. okay. I love it. It's no big deal. I don't, don't the bother me. chapstick on the pants, you know. That's right. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the line is really lipstick, but I uh, changed it to chapstick to make it, you know. Yeah, you, you could have wanted lipstick. I don't know lipstick. if you wear lipstick anymore. No, you, uh, no, not anymore. I stopped that a long time ago. <laughs> have you seen the price of it? Forget it. Oh, man. You I'm gotta going all natural now. you got to go to the 99-cent store. Gotta go I know. There. That's where i got to go. <laughs> I, I live in an expensive house where my wife and daughter want, like, Mac oh, and all these other, like, you know, $50 brands of, uh... Oh, here we go. The really expensive stuff the here, Amani, so... The Amani's, huh? That's right. Like, uh, so, like that show. What the hell is it? Uh, remember when the Gotties had their own show on television? Oh yeah, I know. I, 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 I know like what you're talking about. Yeah. And shit. I used to be like, yeah. If John Gotti was around, he would slap those fucking kids yeah. silly. Well, watch your language. Oh, sorry about that. That's okay. Anyway, we do no curse. All right. I know what you're saying. That sounds good. And uh, just remind everybody, this Wednesday, what do I got lined up on the Wednesday Metal Mania? I'm trying to think. This Wednesday's Metal Mania is the United States of Metal Series. We're heading over to Illinois this week. We're staying out in the Midwest for one more show. Okay. So we're playing all Illinois bands. This week i got a ton of great bands lined up. You know, I try to mix in half of the ones you might know and half that you never heard of, but sure. they sound good. And last Wednesday we did another cover show, and that went really well. Oh, uh, yeah, they always, I tell you, I, I was, didn't want to do it the first one, but then I said, I need to play so many songs. I had nothing else I could think of at the time. And they do so well. Every time I do them, they get more listens than anything else I've done. Yeah. Go and cool. figure. So we had a good mix this week. It's that I had a couple of minutes left at the end of the show, and I was trying to fill it, and I came across Ace's uh, Back in the New York Groove. Oh. So I got that on the close of the show because it's a little under three minutes. But I said that the name of the song was Hello, but Hello was the band that did the original version of it. Oh, okay. And I just, you know, I was trying to rush to get it out to get the whole song in a time. So I was like, you know, Ace really Back in the New York Groove uh, doing Hello, but it is. The name of the band is Hello, who wrote the original version of oh, Back in the New York oh, Groove. Go oh, figure, Florida band writing a song about New York. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty good stuff on there. Hammerfall oh, doing uh, the Nax My Sharona. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really great version of that song. And uh, Intruder doing 25 or 6 to 4 by Chicago. There's some really yeah. good stuff on there. Interesting shit. Yeah, so, you know, anybody hasn't heard it yet, you know, you can always go back to the archives and uh, listen anytime you want. So. Oh, that's, that's 
fabulous, we got that lined up. Fabulous so. idea, this uh, blog talk radio. Yep. You can't be. We like to bust their horns, you know. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, there's always there's always problems with things, but it's free, it's simple to use, and they give you your own phone number. So how can you beat that? You know, if they can improve the sound quality for shows, you know, making them stereo instead of, you know, yeah. what they're doing right now, mono. But yeah, you never know. Down the road, they just might. You know, it's going to keep growing and getting bigger, and hopefully, you know, it'll accommodate the music shows a little bit more. So Yeah, I like, uh, what's his name? I was listening to Sean Vinyl. You mentioned Sean Vinyl before. I was listening to a few of his shows, his um, cheap, um, Tinted Windows show. Oh yeah, has all different uh, different members of different bands. And the fellow from Hanson, one of the yeah. from Hanson, and it was really interesting uh, the way he you know he does things. And I think he plays the shit uh, stuff in the background. Over he didn't play any music on the show because he's worried about like with the copyright laws and everything. Well, he does little snippets. Yeah, the first few shows had no music at all. Now he's playing like little when he talks about a song. He will play a little snippet of that song to let you hear. Background through his microphone. Yeah, he's letting you hear like a little bit of what he's talking about, so you can hear it. So, it's a very good show, and it's on Block Talk Radio every half hour on the hour. Uh, He plays that show twenty times a day, so you can always hear Sean's show anytime you turn on Block Talk Radio. He's always on. Amazing guy, and he never comes up for air. God bless. No, never. (laughs) He's great. It's a good show. God bless. a lot of good shows on here. Listen to Morning so Coffee, passionate. Musicians Edition, two other great shows on here. They're on all the time. Check them all out. But right now we're going to get back to a little bit of music over here. Uh, I was playing this band all week long. I don't know why. I like the earlier stuff, so I'm going to get something on by them. This is a band called Warfare. This is Let the Show Go On.
guys, some warfare. I haven't heard that in a long time. But I've been playing it all week, actually. I mean, but that was the first time in many years I put those guys on. From England, no? Yeah, back in the early 80s. They were like a mix of, you know, punk and rock and everything. And that was off that Pure Filth record. Yeah, they used to tour with, like, Tank and Venom. And exactly, Venom. yeah. They were in that click, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were a good band, so... Let me see what was I going to say. Uh, next Sunday is Labor Day weekend, but we, and we got Jerry Franklin from uh, Dyer's Eve calling in. They were a great band out in New Jersey back in the in the early 80s. Uh, not much happened uh, for them in the 90s, but they're back together. They're doing some new stuff. We'll find out what's going on with those guys. So right. It'll be a good show. It'll be a nice Labor Day weekend. We'll talk to Jerry for a little bit and play as much music as we can in between. And I look forward to all the guests I have on the show because I'm just a big fan of all this music and I remember these guys so and I have a great time talking to them, but I'm oh. really looking forward to October 18th when Rudy Sarzo comes in because oh, wow. I was a big fan of Quiet Ride from the 70s when Randy was in the band before he even joined Ozzy, and yeah. Rudy Sarzo was the first rock star I ever met outside of Lamar's in 1983. Wow. With all yeah. the Quiet Ride, when they were playing there, they were headlining. Uh, myself and Glenn and a few other guys, we went there like 2 o'clock in the afternoon because we thought the show started at 7. We didn't realize the doors opened back then. We were kids. And we met the whole band coming in, and they said hello and signed all, you know, whatever we had for them to sign. And I heard. And I remember Rudy and Frankie Benali and Carlos, being three really nice guys, actually stood around and talked to us for a little bit. Kevin DeBrow kind of. <laughs> yeah, kind of said like. You didn't have tits. No, nah, I kind of said screw you, and but he came out of the car with two nice-looking girls. But yeah. I mean, the man's dead now, so I don't want to say nothing bad about him. But you know, I know he, he turned the new leaf over, and, you know, later on. But he was real, you know, what back then. But I'm really looking forward to talking to Rudy and. Out of people that know uh, Heaven and Hell aren't on tour anymore, they had to cancel the rest of the tour because uh, Tony Omi's going for hand surgery. Exactly. So they had to pack it in. So Dio is performing as Dio. You know, Dio's back with his own band. Right. And they got shows coming up, I think, in October and November, November and December in uh, Europe. And hopefully they'll bring that over here to America if they got the time. They're probably filling in some of the spots that Heaven and Hell, uh, you know, left open after this. So That wouldn't be bad. No, it'd be great to see them here. Now, you know, so uh, that'll be great because when we have uh, Rudy on, a week later, they start the tour for Dio, so we get to talk to him about Dio, which I'm sure he's back in again. He never left the band. Dio just put it on hold, uh, you know. Right. And I know Rudy was also out with Blois the Cult on their tour, and they're still touring, so I wonder how he's gonna, how well that's gonna work out. So and maybe we can get between Rudy and Rock, maybe we can get the Dio too. Cool. Yeah, we'll see what we can do with that, right? So I'm looking forward to that show. But I look forward to every show, but that just holds a little something special for me because, like I says, I was into that guy from the '70s. So there's going to be a lot of lipstick put on that day, buddy. So put your earplugs in. Oh, man. All right. I'm going to kiss his ass the way he kissed <laughs> his bass guitar. Well, that's all right. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, you're, you're, not, you're not phony, man. You're real. You know? Yeah. So that's why I like you, man. All right. That real, sounds good. Real good. All right. So let me see what we got lined up here. How about a little Liege Lord? Ah, Love these guys. This is off of Master Control.
Breeze Law. That's off the last record, Master Control. Uh, I don't know, T. We've got only about three or four minutes left here. So how about we play one more song and we uh, pack it in for today and call it a night? Sounds good, man. You did All right. Good. I want to thank everybody for listening today. Uh, I really appreciate it. Got to thank my guest, Rob Dawn. Got to thank my other guest, Tommy Flying of Tempest. Uh, <laughs> it's like having two guests tonight. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're a pisser. You know what? How about next week we make the demolition segment Tempest? Uh, you can do that if you like. It's up to you. It's your music. I can't put it up without getting your okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Nah. How about we just play a song then? We'll see. Uh, I wanted to uh, remix the stuff, but that's all right. No, I'll wait for you to remix it. It's no big deal. No, no. If you, if you got, if you guys, uh, Yours is, whatever you do is gonna sound better than what I, uh, what I transfer. So you know, when you get one ready, or if you do one this week, send me any one song you do. Oh, no, you'll just on. do one song, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So you I'll have other songs that sound uh, the, you know, the clarity. All right. That sounds good. We'll do that the next week. We'll get a, we'll have two songs on next week, and we won't give out the demo. We'll keep that for a special day. Oh, All right, so I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank Rob and Sacred Oath for calling in. T, yeah. thanks for hanging out with me, buddy, like always. I appreciate it. Oh, anytime, man. And don't forget to listen this Wednesday, United States of Metal, Illinois, 1 p.m. this Wednesday. Okay. First show of September, starting our first year on Blog Talk Radio. Wow. So we're looking forward to that. So how about man things with a little Grim Reaper, about Wrath of the Ripper. <laughs>
All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Good night. I'll see you Wednesday the 2nd at 1 p.m. for the Wednesday Metal Matinee, United States of Metal, Illinois. Have a great week, everybody. Take care. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.